from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we, we got Fuchsia here to talk to us about Rune Factory 5, and also, Zelda got delayed. Surprise, surprise. Wah, wah, wah. Frankly, Scarlet Rot, I don't give a understood that reference welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 314 your place to hear nintendo fans talk to other nintendo fans about rune factory 5 and mourn over the loss of breath of the wild 2 coming out this year which like i said before no surprise there but we are your hosts i'm trey working for that kirby money johnson I'm Jeremy Switch Neglector Mikowski. John had a previous uh, scheduling conflict, so he's out out uh, fighting Ganon somewhere, and he, he can't make it this week. And we have a special guest this week. I'm Fuchsia. I love Doug Rascal. What's up, Fuchsia? I'm uh, nice to see you again. It's been sorry, yeah. it's been a bit since we had you on. I bet it's been over a year. It's been well over a year, probably not since, like, New Horizons release. Yeah, uh, I thought we talked to you after that, like, some later New Horizons Like, stuff later, or like, Maybe when there like... was a big update. I think it was, like, the October update or something. Well, we hung and... out with you and you sh- on your island, and you showed us the glitch where you could go into the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was still early days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty, that uh, was pretty cool. That was pretty yeah. epic. That kind of mm-hmm. blew my mind. I was like, am I tripping right now? That was how I knew they were going to add swimming because we could get mm. into the water and see like there was there like all the rocks and everything underneath. So it was like there's a lot of space and it was like we th- we're going to add swimming. So you, we did. <laughs> I think you didn't. You also call the uh, people floating in the water for the um, for like the happy home designer stuff, which was added later. I think you, I think you did. Yeah, that for one of the trailers. I noticed that. I noticed that in the trailer. Unfortunately, we still can't go in the water and use like the like furniture in the water Flotation but at devices. least it's cute to see the villagers just chilling on the floaties and stuff have Have you been playing the happy home stuff on there oh yeah oh yeah so much um happy home designer was like one of my favorites so um i was really excited for the dlc like when the game came out i was like there are three possible dlcs that i could see them happening and one was happy home designer and i was like this is probably like the for sure so i was really happy for them to add it in, and i've just been doing so much of it <laughs> did, did you do the expand the expansion stuff or did you just buy it like outright just by itself um i bought it outright but i also have the online expansion pack because so you know i have three different switches and three different animal crossing islands and the way the only way i could visit one island to another was like i have a downloaded copy and i have a physical copy so like one of them i had to be playing the physical copy on one of them and the downloaded copy on the other but the dlc unfortunately because it's only digital 
screwed that up. And now I can't visit one island to another because they're like, you're using the same digital download. Oh, no. Um, So I got the expansion pack hoping that I could get around that. And it didn't work. Oh, it didn't work? Yeah, it didn't work, sadly. Um, But now I have it for a year. So at least now I can play the Mario Kart DLC. There you go, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We've been playing around with that still a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Yeah. The hope putting the happy home uh, paradise thing, like work, like working it in with the game, I thought was like the best idea instead of making it a separate game. Like it. Like, yeah, I love that it's included and like you can bring stuff from happy home paradise into like into your own home, like the partition walls and everything. I love that. So I think they did a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually haven't I haven't played the Happy Home stuff yet, but uh, mm-hmm. but Jess plays it every day, so I, I mm-hmm. she tells me about it and all, and, and, and all that stuff. I did wa- like whatever the tutorial one is. They have you do one, and then I did uh, Meringue's house just because I wanted to. I was just but that's uh, all I've done. I was just holding it for I don't know for that rainy day when I need an extra Animal Crossing thing I haven't played yet. Yeah, I was just holding on to it, and I'll get it, you know I'll play it eventually. Just mm-hmm. like the, like all those other games that I have that I'm like I'll beat that eventually. <laughs> that 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 <laughs> yeah. folder of like 50 games that I have that are supposed to be beat. We don't well, at least have a folder to that. put it in now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have so many games on my Switch that I didn't even know I owned. So I was like, I was going through them to put them in folders. I was like, wait, I have this on the Switch? Like two games. I was like, Little Nightmares and My Time at Portia. I was like, I have these on the Switch because I have them on PC. It was like, why do I have them on the Switch? I don't remember buying them. So clearly I have a problem. <laughs> I have a friend who bought me My Time at Portia on Steam as a gift. Because mm-hmm. I bought him. What did I, I think I bought him Fall Guys because I was back when it first came out. I was like gushing about how great it was and i was like you got to play fall guys with me sometime man and he's like i don't have money for a game right now so i bought him fall guys and then he like i think he felt like he needed to get me something so he got me that game and mm-hmm. i've never played it yeah yeah I, that's the other thing i have it on pc and i've never played it mm. <laughs> so i was like i'll buy it on the switch and i'll more likely to play it apparently he loves it he thinks thought. it's an amazing game. I heard so it's great. Whatever. I've watched I've watched a lot of my friends stream it and obviously like it's a game I would like. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. So. It's a little bit like Fable, right? Isn't that what it's kind of supposed to be like? I have no idea. I've never played Fable, so Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I neither did I. But <laughs> all I know is that in, in the original Fable you could like ca- kill your wives and it didn't count as a bad thing. So I was like that's uh, that's kind of fucked wow. up. <laughs> That's really fucked up. That's interesting. Didn't count as dark, you can kinda, dark well, side you points. You kind of kill your kids and start you. You can't kill your Yeah. Wife. You do the magic trick that makes them go away forever. I mean, I talked about it a million times, but on uh, on the Sims game, on GameCube, I used to kill my kids by putting them in the backyard <laughs> so they wouldn't keep my Sims players up because they would cry too much. So I know, I know about that and video games. I mean, who didn't kill people in the Sims? Just. I just wanted my I wanted my Sims to be happy, and they weren't happy with the babies, so I had to put them in the backyard. <laughs> and you couldn't really control it. Like, if they slept in the same bed, the babies just appeared. So it was like, damn it. Damn it. That's how real life works. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing. <laughs> Since uh, Fuchsia's here to talk about the uh, controversial Rune Factory 5, let's just go right into Rune Factory 5, which controversial i mean it's i'm just saying it's controversial because it hasn't been reviewed well but people are still like love it that's what i mean like there's different views out there Mm -hmm. 
So, I'm, I mean, I'm super interested in it because I still want to get it regardless of whatever. Because most people are like, oh, but it's the best Rune Factory. So, you know, don't worry about all this other shit. So, yeah, Rune Factory is definitely like a niche game. Like, it's a very niche game because, like, you have this whole population of gamers who really like farm sims and like just sim games in general. And then you have a whole population of gamers who love RPGs. And then you mix them together. And some people are like, well, I don't want farming in my RPG. <laughs> and pe- other people are like, I don't want a whole like hours long, like 10 hour long story in my farming sim. So um, it's definitely like, it's definitely a very niche population that um, is going to get hooked by it. But I'm just imagining population. like Venn diagrams of farming and <laughs> yeah. farming and well, maybe bring in like the mm-hmm. dating sim in there a little bit too. I think I know that's um oh yeah, you can do that technically too. RPG, but I mm-hmm. still feel like that's its own thing, kind of. Yeah, it, it's been part of the farming thing, I think, for a while, right? I, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people that would like both of those because, like, you know, Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask is like my favorite Zelda game because you have like the mm-hmm. you have the town stuff that you do and you have the saving the world stuff that you do. And I always mm-hmm. thought that was like would be like the perfect mix, but I never played any of the Rune Factories. But I wanted to be like, oh, you know, today I might just farm, or or I'll go out and fight this dragon, or go in this dungeon, mm-hmm. or whatever. I like the idea of that. I think that's like ideal game for me so yeah that's why i i played a lot of rune factory 4 i actually like just went back and looked at my playtime for it and i played like 80 hours of it and i actually stopped playing it over the summer when i beat the main story so it took me 80 hours to beat the main story and like do all the farming and everything but like i was taking my time with it like i was like i don't feel like doing plot today so i'm just going to farm (laughs) like so that's what i like because it gives you the next plot point but you do not have to do it <laughs> you can just uh just mess around in town and um like talk to your neighbors and farm so are there plot points that you have to like wait around for a certain time to like to advance um, the story yeah but it's usually just like a few days okay. um usually like it'll give you a little downtime and then like a few days later it's like oh well this is available now and uh I, I don't think I've ever had to wait like very long for the next plot point. I got yeah. um sort of sucked into four. I uh, got distracted and I'm going, I plan on going back to it eventually when I'm mm-hmm. not as distracted, but I mean, I was really digging it. It's, it was like coming, coming hot off of Stardew. Like I did another mm-hmm. full playthrough of Stardew a couple months ago. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Because it's, mm-hmm. they, they just like get sucked into it. But I finally, you know, did what I wanted to do, got married, had a kid. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop playing this game again because it's too addictive. And so I'm like, well, now I got to play something else similar. And that's when I got Root Factory <laughs> 4. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was starting to get into it, but I just got distracted by other games. And maybe because I had played so much Stardew, I really still kind of was feeling a little burned out. Yeah. But, uh, um, I like. I'm going to go back like- to it. I love Stardew. Um, fun fact, the only Stardew playthrough I've actually gotten married in was my very first playthrough. But yeah. I've done so many playthroughs. Um, but I like Stardew. I, I love Stardew. I've put hundreds of hours into Stardew. Um, 
Um, and it has like a little bit of a story and it has fighting the monsters and stuff. Like my favorite thing is just spending the day in the caves and, um, and fishing in Stardew, which is controversial because everyone hates fishing except for me. But um, I like the but- fishing as long as I have a controller. <laughs> I hated fishing so much. It, it sucks with the touch screen like because I was playing it on my tablet. Uh, so for any fishing, I would just sync my Bluetooth controller mm-hmm. and it, it fixed it. But uh, yeah. yeah, the fishing mechanic is... A little wonky like depending on your input it's really but. hard at first but like mm-hmm. once you upgrade it like your fishing mm-hmm. run and everything i love it but um but so like stardew gives you like that bite-sized story and i was like i really want more and my friend was like have you played rune factory and i had actually been recommended rune factory for years because it was on the 3ds um and so People were like, you should play Rune Factory. You should stream Rune Factory. I think people would love to see you stream it. But um, my 3DS has had a it has a capture card in it which is how i streamed animal crossing for years but like the connection was starting to get a little wonky and um at the time there's now a new company that does 3ds capture cards but at the time there was no company anymore that did that so i was like i don't want to put stress on my capture card um and like potentially destroy it so i didn't stream it when it was on 3ds and then it came out on switch and i bought it the day it came out and it was like i'm finally playing this and <laughs> i loved it <laughs> so didn't didn't you like send your 3ds to japan or something like that to get it like yeah. modded so you could I, yeah i thought that was so cool i was super jealous yeah. is it easier to do it now because i still like it's would, the same. would love to like be able to play my 3ds on the tv <laughs> Just you me. still probably it, need somebody to do it for you yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the same soldering. process i think they're like i don't think there's a company in japan anymore because um the reason like the japanese company went out of business was because they're like japan passed a law that like modern consoles was illegal um so that's why that company went out of business even though they were doing really well but there's another company that just popped up but i don't think they're u.s based i think they might be europe based so you would still have to send your 3ds somewhere yeah that's what that's what freaked me out about it is i mean you know sending my 3ds away i guess i don't play it as much as i used to but Mm-hmm. Still, I still, I still like that. Still like my little 3DS, and it would be love to. I would love to play, especially since a lot of those games are disappearing now because they're getting rid of the eShop and all that. It'd be nice to be able to play some of them on a TV at least, like yeah. Rusty's, if if not for streaming. Just yeah, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball or Dylan's Rolling Western or any of those other weird ass <laughs> games that were on there. <laughs> so, and I always wanted to stream the uh, the Dragon Quest games that they made for that, like the mm-hmm. like seven and eight and five and. Or four, five, and six, which are DS games, but you could do that as well. I'm sure, right? If yeah. you could stream 3DS, you could stream DS. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't wasn't Rune Ra- Rune Factory also on Wii? I remember that was the first time I ever saw it. Was Rune Factory Frontier for Wii? Yeah, I did not play previous Rune Factories, so I started with four, um, but. That was the only one that came out on 3DS. So there were some that came out on Wii and some that came out on the regular DS. I think they started on the Wii, though, because um, I think GameCube had the first Harvest Moon, but it didn't like like they didn't start Rune Factory until the Wii. Um, let me look it up. Uh, it first came out... I think it was the DS, right? It first came out on the DS. Okay, yeah. yeah first time I ever, so. first time I ever heard about it was the Wii one. Just, but I always wanted to play it. Like I was like, oh, that mm-hmm. looks cool. But I was afraid of 
how much the actual adventuring was versus the farm mm-hmm. simulator because I didn't have any money and I wanted you know I was waging like how like yeah. I, I had like enough money to buy like one game and I was like well mm-hmm. should I get this one or should I get this other one because I wanted to find one that had like a lot of playtime mm-hmm. in it and all that stuff. So. Yeah, well, I can't speak to the previous games, but Rune Factory Four had a really long story, so yeah. um, RPG fans like would be fu- would be happy with that. Yeah, that's that's um, what I'm looking forward to. I guess uh, I heard that five. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure you haven't. Have, you haven't made it all the way through yet, right? Like oh, no. adventure mode. <laughs> I heard it was around like thirty hours or something like that, maybe. Which always those we've <laughs> Jeremy and I we talked about this before. Where most of the time, whatever the time is, they say it's at least I'll do like plus ten hours or double that, depending on whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how people play games, but I don't play games like that. I like to yeah. do all this, try to do all the stuff, and I take much. I like to take my time. Yeah, I can definitely see like the story just being like thirty hours, um, just from my experience with Rune Factory Four. But then you add in all the farming and like making friends with the townspeople and romancing them and everything, and it definitely adds a lot of hours to it. So it's definitely like it's it's you're gonna put a lot of hours into it if you get into it. I, I noticed I was watching your stream, the first stream that you did when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that you can upgrade, like, everything. Like, even, like, your sleeping level, which is kind of hilarious. Everything <laughs> has a skill level. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, Like, your sleeping has a skill level. Your walking has a skill level. Um, throwing, because I accidentally throw my crops all the time. That has a <laughs> skill level. Um, so it's really funny. But um, it just... it helps you level up a lot faster so you know i'm not complaining <laughs> you you can like throw your cl- your crops into the thing too right that you sell them yeah. from like so you don't have to walk over there every time like that's a cool uh, that's a cool yeah. added thing that's on there i don't do that but you can <laughs> i'm just used to room factory 4 where you couldn't do that so uh, sure. i'm just used to walking do you over still to pick it. everything up in a giant stack above your head yes <laughs> I, I, yeah. saw, I saw that too yeah yeah i yeah, uh, that's fun I mean, as far as like the, you know, the marriage between like RPGs and farming and all that, I think it's really cool that, you know, instead of like grinding, you could just grow crops and sell shit to buy swords and stuff. I think they like the farming is definitely not like a full farming sim, but it's a it's a Harvest Moon spinoff for those who don't know. Um, And you can definitely see like the graphics are the same as Harvest Moon or Story of Seasons now. But um, but obviously like more fantasy elements but you get like small plots of farms so it's not like a full huge farm like you do get in harvest moon so um so like it's it's on a smaller scale but they do it really well um and like there's so much that you can farm and you like expand to more farm area as the story goes on one of the quality of life updates that they had in this game is that you can auto pick up stuff and that is just like so nice <laughs> so i'm really excited about that that they added that in like like the um, crops too like you can uh, harvest um, stuff you auto. have to like press a but if you press and hold down a and then walk over the other crops you'll pick them up oh that's, that's awesome. cool yeah yeah i i heard that you can like uh farm on top of dragons at some point like that like that sounds cool i don't know yeah if that's a spoiler thing, i've but. only unlocked one dragon but it's from like you unlock the first dragon from the very first like plot point of the story once you complete the first um like chapter of the story you unlock um a dragon that you farm on top of <laughs> yeah and you can give the dragon uh crystals and it 
each crystal has like a different effect. Like you can make it rain um, so that you don't have to water your crops and you can like just do all these different things with the crystals. Yeah. Does that weather stuff affect all of your crops or just the dragon crop? I think it's just the dragon crop, but I'm not sure because the day that I used it on the dragon crop, it then ended up raining in town later that day. (laughs) So, but like it was cloudy and like the villagers were commenting that it was going to rain. So I, I don't know that. I, I did not plan that very well. <laughs> so. is, is that how you find out whether it rains? Like there's not, you can't like watch uh, the weather channel like you could in Harvest Moon, right? Mm-hmm. Where you turn on the TV and it'd be like, it's going to rain tomorrow. So you'll know to yeah. what you do. Unfortunately, there's no like advanced notification. Um, You do get like a little icon up in the top right where it says like the date and the time and everything. You do get an icon of like what the weather um is. Or like like what is going to be that day, but um, mostly you just hear from the townspeople like if it's going to rain, like because the weather icon will be like it's rainy, it's cloudy, but it won't say that it's going to rain. So yeah. So uh, we, we got to talk about it, but uh, the battle, like from what I heard, well, two things, like two big things I've heard from a lot of different sources is uh, is like frame rate and uh, responsiveness on the uh, battling. Like, is it? What do you, what do you think? Like, what would you, how would you rate that as far as uh, what you've played and like how it the feels? The frame rate is choppy. Um, it's not constant, but like you definitely like get to areas where the frame rate just drops um, and it is noticeable. And like, I'm not one of those people who really pays attention to frame rate usually when I'm playing games so that I can notice it. It says a lot. Um, I still think it's great uh, despite that, but like, rune factory games have always kind of been a little janky (laughs) with the frame rate so um i guess like everyone's like yeah that's to be expected for rune factory games um so the rate like it does the frame rate does drop a lot i haven't i haven't noticed any issues with uh battles with um like responsiveness or anything so i've been fine with that but i've also i've been playing with the joy cons and i know um when i play with the pro controller with not this game but like with another game i was playing that had uh like battling i definitely noticed a delay so um i don't know if that's just a joy con benefit (laughs) but yeah i haven't i haven't noticed anything really so. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Most of the time, uh, frame rate doesn't really bother me. I actually just recently found out that the frame rate was bad in the F Zero X port to Switch. I didn't even notice when I was playing <laughs> it, but you know that was a whole yeah. thing. We're like, oh, they're, they're like it doesn't run as well as it originally did on the sixty four. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no shit, really. I didn't even know, and I played a bunch of it. So I'm terrible yeah. with frame rate stuff. But I heard that it's like it kind of really chugs in a lot of places, which which doesn't bother me unless it like. Mm-hmm affects the gameplay obviously that's what i was wondering do you feel like it affects your like does it take you out of the the rhythm you get into or whatever because i imagine this is the kind of game where eventually you kind of just turn your brain off and i've honestly like the only times i've noticed frame rate drops is like when i'm walking through like through areas like it's i never see frame rate drops like while i'm fighting monsters or even like doing farming sometimes um last time i was streaming it we kind of had a moment of panic because I 
walked out of my house and my farm was completely empty <laughs> and and it just Whoa. took a like a lot longer to load than it usually does but it it did come back but it was like just a second or two of being completely empty and we we're like um <laughs> but but then it um loaded fine but other than that like i really haven't like I haven't even noticed like frame rate drops on my farm, um, just that low time. And um, just like mostly just frame rate drops when I'm walking through town uh, because like you load everything in town. Um, so like when you're just walking and like you, you auto run. So I think that speed of auto running probably doesn't help. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't noticed anything like while I'm out and about fighting monsters or anything. It's just been while I'm in town. So I did say, like one of my friends um, is a huge Rune Factory fan. And he did say that the first couple days he was playing it, he got headaches from it because of the frame rate drop, but he oh, got yeah. used to it. <laughs> so, wow. um, but he was also like, he was playing in handheld mode um, and just like, you know, really close to the screen and everything. Mm. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm super interested in it, but it's like, yeah, that, that sort of stuff is, is what kind of worries me about it. And there's like some other games out there that I was planning on getting, but I figured I'd get the most mileage out of, out of Rune Factory, just because it has just has a lot of stuff to it. I definitely think it's still playable. Like I think it's worth it, even with the frame rate drops. Um, it's just it's something to be aware of if you're going to buy it. I guess. Uh, and like I knew that it had frame rate drops because like people in it released in Japan last summer, and people were saying it had issues. I was hoping that um, they had fixed those, but there were other glitches in the Japan release that they did fix. So maybe we'll see a fix. Yeah. I was going to say, do you, do you think that there's going to be some sort of patch update or something that'll smooth that out? Like I, I saw a lot of people are hoping for that. Yeah. I, I don't know if there will be, but I hope so. Um, but like, like I said, it released almost a year ago in Japan and, um, they haven't fixed that part of it, so we'll see. Yeah, that <laughs> kind of makes me think if there was going to be a patch, it already would have happened. Yeah, right. yeah. Although the, I mean, uh, the Western release also took some extra time because they patched in uh, gay marriage because that is not in the Japanese. Oh release. yeah, yeah, they did. So, um, so they patched that in. So I think that was part of the delay. So they were focusing on that. So maybe, maybe they'll focus on the frame drops, especially if like enough people say something. <laughs> Did they update it in Japan or is that just a no, no? Like, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I haven't, I didn't look for it like recently since it released here, but I know like a month or two ago, they hadn't patched it into Japan. So they should, unfortunately, because, you know, I, I think everyone should be able to play um, how they want to play, but of course, especially in a sim game, you don't want to like exclude people in a sim game. You want everyone to kind of feel. Like yeah, in it. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say. Uh, speaking of that, it's a uh, you don't get a whole lot of options for the uh, customizing, right? Like when you pick your character, you actually don't customize your character at all. Um, so there's a lot of like a lot of pushback on that because a lot of people don't like because in sim games you make yourself, 
But the whole thing is that you are playing an RPG story. You are playing this character. So from an RPG standpoint, it makes sense that you don't customize your character. I do wish they had like allowed some customization. Like, so maybe like, like I would love if I could just dye my hair, Um, like keep all the facial features of this character. Just let me dye my hair. You can wear different outfits. Um, You unlock outfits throughout the game and you can also, um, have unlocked outfits from having Rune Factory 4 save data on your Switch and from um, getting like special deluxe edition of the game. Uh, but but you can also get a bunch through like playing the game. But that's the only thing you can do for your character customization. But yeah. it reminds you of like early Pokemon days. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, the story of the game, like from what I saw, reminded me a lot of uh, Arceus. It's like a similar thing, right? Where you like fall out of the sky or you were, or not that you fall out of the sky, but you wake mm-hmm. up like with no memory of your, of your person. And every you to, Rune yeah. Factory game starts with your character has amnesia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. every four starts that way. Um, yeah. So um, it's a very, yeah, very it's a trope, right? Yeah. It's a RPG yeah. trope. Well, the, the Arceus does the same thing. Your character falls out of the sky and you can't remember anything. Yeah, in Rune Factory 4, you actually do fall out of the sky. This one, um, you just, like, wake, like, you got knocked out in a forest and you wake up and have no memory. Um, But in Rune Factory 4, you do actually fall out of the sky, which I love. Um, So in Rune Factory 5, if you have the Rune Factory 4 save data on your Switch, um, in Rune Factory 5, two characters from 4 show up in town, Doug and Margaret, which I love Doug. Um, <laughs> and if you talk to Doug, sometimes he'll comment like, oh, you have no memory. Um, and then he'll make a comment about like, what did you fall out of the sky or something? And your character's <laughs> like, if I fell out of the sky, wouldn't I be dead? And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so that's a little nod to the story of Room Factory 4. And I love it. So, so do you uh, have to have done anything specifically or is it just the presence of a save file? The presence of a save file. Nice. Doug will be mine. Yeah. Actually, (laughs) one of my friends um, literally just loaded up Rune Factory 4 once and hasn't played it because they played it on uh, the 3DS. So they haven't played it on the Switch. They just loaded it up once and that was enough for this game. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that makes me really wish I had Rune Factory 4, because I was like, oh, there's whole characters that you get in there for having the other one? Damn, that actually... Do what I did. I found it online. I bought it used on eBay for like $21, I think. Oh, you got it physical? Yeah, I bought it physical. Oh, okay. I, I thought you got it through the eShop because I know it's on. It's been on sale a lot there. I just feel dumb about it because if I want to get five, it's like, why should I get four? And just it's, it's basically like I'm buying DLC in the form mm-hmm. of a game. I guess. I guess if I really like five, I can go back and play four or whatever. But yeah, I don't think like I love seeing Margaret and Doug in town, but I don't think like it's ult- absolutely worth it to have them in town. Wow. If you, especially if especially if you didn't. I thought you four. loved Doug. I love Doug. <laughs> Throwing it's Doug under the bus for right me here. to have Doug. But <laughs> okay. like if you didn't play four, like like you get um you get Doug and Margaret in town and you get the outfits for the main character from four if you have the save data. So like I I love it. Um and I love seeing Doug every day. He is not romanceable in this game because he's just like a town visitor but i have the highest friendship with him and i give him presents every day (laughs) 
so um I'm just ignoring all the other town folk for him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Waiting for the patch. Get so, a clue, uh, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually really sad because actually the character I would romance in this game is not romanceable. And every time he comes up on the game on my stream, like everyone's just like, why isn't Terry romanceable? Like, it's very tragic. Um, and we don't understand why, because he's like the right age and he's single as far as we know. And it's just like, and he, he looks like when he first appeared in the game, um, someone in my chat was like, he looks like um, uh, David Tennant's character in Good Omens. Hmm. And we were like, yes, yes, he does. And it's great. <laughs> so we we all love Terry and we all complain. Like we all cry that he's not romanceable. <laughs> didn't start to eventually have like an element where you didn't even need to necessarily romance. You could be roommates with people or maybe it was just certain characters. But I know there was like that guy, that weird monster that lives in the sewer. Like you get him to move in at your house with you somehow. Did they? I never uh-huh. came across that, if so. So it's not a relationship, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And I only found that from looking at, you know, w- the wiki or whatever. I mm-hmm. didn't discover that myself, but I I was, the, whatever, what got me into fo- buying Rune Factory 4 was our friend Six, who's been on the show a few times. I commented on Twitter, something I said, something like uh, a sequel to Stardew Valley where you can romance or move in with the bosses after you defeat them. Well, mm-hmm. also I said there should be bosses because there's <laughs> not really bosses in Stardew. Yeah, you can um you can make like you can make friends with the monsters and um they go and live in your barn and help you with the farm crops and stuff. And you can like really like make friends with any of the monsters aside from like a select few, but obviously like the harder like boss monsters are harder to make friends with because they're trying to kill you a lot <laughs> faster. So I just like that. I don't know that romance <laughs> element in a game is just like a little extra flavor. It's like a little bit of spice that just it's fun. I really like it. Yeah. As much as I um, talk about how much I love Doug, I actually never romanced him in Rune Factory 4. <laughs> I didn't romance anyone because mm-hmm. like I love him. But you actually cannot progress your friendship with him until like a very late point in the in the story, um, because he hates you up until <laughs> up until <laughs> a part in the story. Like he um, like there are reasons for it, but he thinks you're responsible for like his entire clan's death. Um, so um, so you actually cannot progress your friendship. So by the time I finished the story. Um, I only had like five hearts with him and everyone else was like seven, eight hearts without even trying. So um, I have to like, I still have to, because there's like post story plot that I have to go back and do. So I'm, I just started working on that because I'm streaming Rune Factory 5. So I'm trying not to do any of the plot of Rune Factory 5 off stream. So I've been going back and doing four in the meantime. Do, do you have any like schedule? laid out for when you've been streaming rune factory five for anybody who's listening that wants to watch i do not i roughly try to stream sunday monday or tuesday in like late afternoon evening ish but i don't have like a set schedule and part of that is um because 
I go to workshops a lot in the evenings at a shop. So I don't know when those are going to happen until like that month. So I don't have a set schedule, but usually Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, because um, that's when my roommate is at work. <laughs> so I can just, um, just like not worry about um, sound or anything, but. Or taking up I'm, the, the internet or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to make a schedule um, because I took a really long break from streaming in general. Um, so I'm finally like back to streaming and uh, so I'm trying to make a schedule, but I haven't got one sorted out yet. What's I mean? What are some high some high points that you've seen like in the game so far? Like what are, like what have you been doing? That's that's really fun on there. I just finished the first part of the story, um, and it's um, the story is great. I haven't gotten very far into it, so I really haven't like gotten to like the point of the story, um, but. Like I got to um, explore like one whole, like a whole dungeon. And then after the dungeon, after you beat that, two new characters move into town and one's a princess and her knight bodyguard. And, but like, nobody's supposed to know that she's a princess. And she's like, we're gonna, we're gonna keep this hush hush. And she moves into the ruins that this dungeon is. She moves into the ruins. But then she has like really fancy like bedroom. And, and it's just like, yeah, you're really, really blending in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that to be really funny. Um, and I was just like, yeah, you're not you're not really going to fool anyone here, are you? But um yeah, so I haven't gotten like super, super far into the story to really understand, like to know what's going on aside from defend the town from monsters. But really I've just liked I've liked farming a lot, which is funny because in Stardew Valley I do pretty much anything but farm. Um, but I, I like farming probably because it's on such a small scale, but I really just, so far I've gone around and like, you solve, you solve some ghost mysteries as like a side story in the town. I've really liked that. Um, there's a, like a detective agency. So I like working for the detective agency as like a little side job. And I am slowly uncovering all of the townsfolk's, um, stories. So I just uncovered like, um, this character Priscilla, she's not agoraphobic because she goes outside, but she's terrified of going outside the town limits and she doesn't even know why she doesn't remember why um because she has trauma blocking but um but she's like slowly she's trying so like that's part of your story is like trying to like help her find the courage to get through this and be able to go out on her own because she wants to go adventuring but she's terrified of it so i really like that story um i can't wait to get to know her more yeah that's i i I mean i like any game that has like really interesting side missions and that that detective thing and like ghost Mm -hmm. you know ghost stuff is another like pro for me to to want to get into that so i was like yeah Yeah. like i said for me it really boils down to the combat and you said it's not completely noticeable or it's uh it's still doable have you have you tried doing uh have have you tried uh, having people accompany you from the town yet i heard it gets a little difficult when you do that like i haven't uh because you need a certain friendship level to um 
be able to bring them along with you. And I don't think I'm there yet. I actually haven't asked, but in previous rune factories um like i think you needed like three or four hearts and i'm you i'm pretty much just at two hearts with everyone um so i haven't i haven't gone adventuring with anyone uh yet so it's just been it's been me and monsters like that i've befriended so i have brought them along i actually um side note i befriended a woolly which i keep calling woolio but they're woolies <laughs> they're sheep basically i befriended a sheep and um made a barn and they live in the barn but you can ride them and uh you can like ride them around town and i was like okay assuming like i'm like sitting on their back like saddle like or whatever or like like a backpack no, when you ride them, you have like a little seat to behind them uh-huh. and like, but like, cu- like not being dragged behind them, just like a little like platform that you're sitting on, like, um, like on their bum. And it's really funny and unexpected. Um, but so I brought, I brought, um, monsters along with me to fight and I haven't really noticed anything with them though. Yeah, the sheep looks huge. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. <laughs> yeah, they're bigger than your character. <laughs> yeah, they're much bigger than like the woolies or whatever they're called in Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Much more. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the art style of it. Like I and I saw that there's like there's like a little cartoon animation intros for all the characters when you meet them, which is cool and their design their designs look cool. Yeah, all the romanceable characters have their own little like dramatic intro, and it's uh, it's fun. They're silly. Which four has that too? Because I remember there was a character I met who, for whatever reason, she's super clumsy. They wanted you to know that, and then when she mm-hmm. fell over, her butt like got really close to the camera. Uh, yeah, that, I was gonna say that that seems like a, <laughs> that seems like an anime thing <laughs> to, uh-huh. to me. Like with the yeah, the clumsy like falls over. Maybe you can you know whatever. Yeah, there's, it's there's definitely like, like there's, there's the butt shot movie. or the underwear shot. Uh-huh. It's like, mm. yeah, it's definitely <laughs> very like Japanese anime um, style and tropes. Um, there are some very busty women, so uh, <laughs> that's um, that's definitely a trope that carried over. Um, mm. So um, yeah, it's definitely like JRPG, um, and I love the I love the artwork for it. I love the style. It's just like it's Harvest Moon, but better graphics <laughs> because we've evolved. Yeah, those like those uh, cow things look cool too with the with the uh, horns. What, 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 yeah. Whatever they are, they look neat. I, I heard that none of the animals talk. Is that and that that's kind of a weird uh, omission? Yeah, no, none of the animals talk. Even like the monsters that are a little humanoid don't. Yeah, there's like no noises. Like there's some missed sound opportunities in there. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that. Does I mean does that does that feel weird in the game or are you just like, eh, whatever? Because they never really talked before. I've honestly never noticed or thought about it. Um, so it's just I it's one of those things like I don't think about it unless it's really obvious. So um yeah, it's never bothered me. Well, uh is there any like is there any other questions that you have, Jeremy, or any final thoughts you want to say about Rune Factory? before we move on how is the transition from 2d to 3d like does it still feel like the same game just in 3d oh it it feels like it's really nice actually since i went back to rune factory 4 it was like wow i played like this <laughs> so it's it's really nice um it it feels natural 
aside from the frame drops um but it's it's nice um the camera took a little getting used to like moving the camera adjusting the camera that took a little getting used to it's very sensitive and i wish i could like turn down the sensitivity but other than that like it's been great um you can see everything like in detail you can see um like behind houses and stuff animal crossing just not. <laughs> finally <laughs> you can finally see behind a house i was i was so like we talked about that when they added the uh the first person mode in animal crossing mm-hmm. we we're like yeah you can finally see behind your house nope can't no can't, can't turn no. around that backside mm-hmm. of everything it's just doesn't exist you just uh yeah. there's nothing there it's just it's probably not even rendered yeah yeah that's that's what i'm saying it's probably just like a just a prop like just <laughs> just a cardboard <laughs> know thing you know you don't, never see did not side. have um did not have the backs of buildings rendered because people hacked their 3ds mm-hmm. i hacked my 3ds yeah. and like there was a program where you could see uh you could turn and see the backside and you um there was nothing like it would just be completely see-through um if you looked at the back of houses so probably the same for new horizons (laughs) nice uh is there any like advice that you would give to people who are just starting rune factory or people who are just buying the game like stuff they should should do like right off the bat or stuff you didn't learn till later or what uh anything you should know going into it Especially at the beginning, check the bulletin board. Don't buy any tools until you get through all the tutorials on the bulletin board because they will give you tools um, if you do those. And like it'll be like a new thing every day. So I got impatient and went and bought a hammer. And then the next day, the board was like, here's a hammer. So, um, so don't buy tools. Um, they'll give you all the tools that you need when you're first starting out. Um, and oh, as much as you can buy recipe bread every day. Um, so there's like recipe bread for the different skills that you can like for crafting, for blacksmithing, for cooking. Um, there's recipe bread for each, like each kind of thing and buy it every single day. Because even if you are like, you can learn more recipes as you level your skill in that specific thing. But even if you can't, like, even if you are not at a level where you can learn stuff, when you level up, you will be able to learn so much at once, but like only if you have enough recipe bread. Hmm. So, and you can only buy like a certain number of recipe bread every day. So buy it every day. So <laughs> so start early. Keep yeah. learning. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of your currency for crafting? Kind of. Yeah. It's like, okay. it's kind of like skill points, um, okay. but you don't get to choose what you learn. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so like when you first start out, you can only buy three recipe breads a day and one of them has to be cooking. You can only get like, you can only get cooking recipe bread from the restaurant and then from the bakery, you can get all these different things. Um, so, but you can only get two from the bakery. And then when you expand the bakery, you can get more, but, um, so like, but you're trying to learn crafting, you're trying to learn cooking, you're trying to learn forging like you're trying to learn alchemy like all these different things and you can only buy three a day so you want to you want to keep buying them every day even if you can't learn any new recipes stockpile it for later yeah cool yeah Yeah, no i'm I'm still i'm still super intrigued by the game um Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see like i was 
I had like a little bit of a work drought there, so I hadn't been buying mm-hmm. anything lately. Lately, but it's pretty much mm-hmm. between this game and Kirby and the new Lego Star Wars that are all kind of coming out next to each other. Mm-hmm. That this is where I'm at. So we'll see. I don't know. I have, have to think about it. I'll probably end up getting Kirby just because people keep talking about it. But I'm surprised you don't have it yet. I don't. I'm waiting till I get paid. Yeah, <laughs> no, been, I get it. I've been I mean, working. I've been working a lot, but I need to get I need to get some checks, and then and then we'll see where I'm at on finances. I plus, I like plus I like paid for had to pay to get my taxes done and all that, and that costed money. But it, whatever, I was supposed to get stuff back from that. So once I'm just waiting for everything to settle, and then we'll see we'll see where I'm at mm-hmm. after that. But yeah, no, I'm super interested in this one. Like I said, out of the three of them, out of out of those three games, I feel like I'd get the most mileage out of Rune Factory versus any of the other ones. Yeah, I heard the st- Kirby game. The story is like not long. They ne- they never are. That's that's what uh that's like what you know kind of concerns me about it. Because I bought stat I bought uh, Star Allies and I beat it in one sitting on a stream and I was like, well, mm-hmm. there it is. <laughs> I beat it in like two hours or something, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I felt really let down because I was really looking forward to it, and then it was done already. Yeah, I heard Kirby was like eight hours if you do completionists. Yeah, it's like eight um, to ten so. hours or something like yeah. that. But but it looks so pretty, and all the characters look so pretty. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a fun uh, co-op thing. Mm-hmm. Why don't Why don't we take a real quick break here, and then we'll come back and talk about some other stuff and Zelda and all that. Okie dokie. Yeah, you. (laughs) Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over!
so we're back. Let's just talk about. I know Jeremy have stuff to say. Uh, I'll just. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot. It's one of the first episodes where I don't really have anything to say about video games because I've been super busy with editing this show and doing Oscar stuff and all this other shit and working, of course. That I don't have a whole lot to talk about. But I, I tried playing the Mario Kart 8 tournament over the weekend. I only played it a little bit. I only played a few things. But I think you got to do the whole six hours and however high your score is, that's how you do it. I don't know how it is. There's, like, no bracket. You don't get anything for it like you would in uh, Tetris and, like, in, in, uh, in Tetris 99, which is unfortunate. My, my review for Time Loader is up on Nintendo World Report. Anybody wants to go read that, that's there now. But I am, uh, I am like, taking a trip, a, a work vacation, sort of. I mean, it's not really vacation because it's work, but... I managed to to get a job in uh, Des Moines for the week, so oh, really? I'm actually going to visit one of our uh, friends of the show, uh, John. John Wedgworth. So oh, that, cool. that'll be cool because cool. I've never I've never met him before, and uh, I'm working on a on a show out there for a few days, and they're putting me up, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna be in Des Moines, so let's hang out. So I'm gonna try to possibly record some stuff with him for next week, and possibly on his show also which I think is recording during that time. It all kind of depends on what my schedule is, but that's basically what's happening to me. But I'll have some free time, so I'll get to play some games and hopefully get to purchase one of those ones that I was talking about earlier. So that's that's also why we're recording at an earlier time, so I can head out to Des Moines after this. But how's Elden Ring, Jeremy? <laughs> that's your, your one and only. Your one and only it's, one and it only. It really is. I am a Switch neglector, and I feel kind of bad about it. I pick it up every once in a while and try to, play a little something or another pick it up and look at it okay like elden you. ring yeah so i didn't have a whole lot to say about it honestly i've just been kind of chipping away at the story very very small amounts and then mostly just dicking around because that's what this game encourages spread around acting like an idiot for the most part i'm up to like level i'm almost level 65 so i'm not leveling up quite as quickly now because the, the the uh you know it just gets it, it goes up every level how much runes you have to have my normal rune fact rune factory my rune farming spot <laughs> is uh not very effective anymore because i've gotten too high of a level so i've got to try to find something else if i'm going to grind otherwise it's going to take forever i did die the other day with over thirty thousand runes so that sucked i lost them forever and it was probably like two or three hours of work and i just like got overconfident and then i got killed by a model because the normal enemies can still kill you no matter how high your level is if you like if they catch you off guard if they hit you from behind mm-hmm can still get one-shotted by like an enemy from the very beginning of the game it kind of reminds me of a lot of like uh i mean i know it's completely different but shin megami tensei those games are very much like that too where if you're not paying attention someone will sneak up on you and you might get like one-shotted and you have like five Mm -hmm. people in your party but everybody might get one-shotted in one thing and you can't get out of and you can't like leave you can't run away so i just saw a gameplay of that game for the very first time of elden Um, ring yeah, uh, Shinigami Tensei. Oh, uh, of SMT, yeah. Yeah, I was visiting my best friend up in Detroit, and and he knows like I'm really into like mythology and stuff. So he was like, "Look at all these people, all these gods and oh yeah, demons and stuff." So yeah, that's what, he was yeah. showing me that. So yeah, that's one thing like, that's really really cool is they have all these different gods and stuff from different like cultures mm-hmm. and all that stuff and. Yeah. Really, really out there. Like they have a uh, they have the demon from uh, the Exorcist, Pazuzu. You can catch Pazuzu. That's the one that I always try to find because the Exorcist is one of my favorite movies. So, yeah. and it like looks the same as the statue and all that stuff. But there's some like really far out like ones that you've never heard of. Like there's that lady that's like cut in half. That like that's like her thing, I guess. Her like legs are over here and she's body's like floating. And 
It's cool. Yeah, there's all, there's all sorts of weird shit you can find you can find in that game. Mm-hmm. Zuzu is a Mesopotamian demonic god. Yeah, or Assyrian Babylonian. There was um, what was it? That statue that you can get Animal Crossing. That's that's in there too. Like that's one of the the gods you can catch. Like it's like the, an, the ancient statue or something that's an Animal Crossing. It's oh, like it's like oh, an art yeah. thing. It's based mm-hmm. on like one of the gods yeah. that you can catch in Shin Megami Tensei. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's some crossover there. But yeah, if you're into like weird weird gods and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's great there's there's all sorts of weird shit in there but that yeah, has yeah, got gods and stuff too but they're mostly just trying to kill you yeah well i mean these are too <laughs> you have mm-hmm. to strike up a conversation with them and convince them to join them join you but what you're saying there with like somebody just killing you out of nowhere that reminded me a lot of those games of those smt ones because yeah there's if you're not you got to be real careful because if you're not they'll just knock you out and there's no auto save so <laughs> you gotta you can't just like go into it but that's kind of sounds like a similar thing. A couple of things I've learned, and I mean, a lot of people probably figure this out earlier than me, but the NPCs remember if you ever like attack them, and they will remember forever. So there's no going back. <laughs> no. If you decide you want to hit an NPC just to see what will happen, that's it. Like, Don't do it. Either you got to defeat them, and they'll go away forever, or you just got to deal with them kicking the shit out of you every time you get near them. So there's a jar, a living jar in Jarsburg, <laughs> the town of Jarsburg, <laughs> Um, where I hit, I hit it. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, well, I'm gonna leave and come back. So this guy stopped trying to kill me. Yeah, no, he wants me dead. So every time I go there, he's like after me. He's like hunting me down. Same with uh, I. There's a merchant called like the the wandering merchant. He's like, I guess technically like in one of the furthest like or what's the most remote spots of the map. You find this merchant. He's like, I haven't seen anyone in years. Blah blah blah. I decided. I decided to start a fight with him. I don't know why. It's dumb. <laughs> oh fuck your merchandise! I, can, I can't kill him. He's he gets on his donkey, and the donkey can run really fast, and he just starts running around in circles, and he can kill me in like one or two hits, depending on how he hits me. And I've gotten him down to a little tiny sliver of life. I almost beat him, but yeah, he killed me. Um, what you do, and I learned this from watching a YouTube video. You kill all the merchants, and then when you kill a merchant, they give you this bell. And then you take the bell back to this statue in like the uh, the limbo kind of your hub sort of the limbo area. You go to the table of forgotten remembrance, or oh, it's got some <laughs> weird name like that. Um, you go there, and there's a statue that sells you stuff as though it were a shop. And when you offer these bells to it from killing the merchants, they'll start selling the items those merchants sold. Oh, so, so like essentially that's your way to kind of yes, yeah, so you can consolidate all the shops place. into one. Yeah. yeah, if you want by eliminating that's how them. You do it mm-hmm. instead of having to travel all over the map because a lot of them you can't fast travel to. You have to get through some shit to actually like make it to them um, every time. So and then of course all the all the enemies respawn except for the bosses every time you use the fast travel mechanic. Uh, which is cool because that's how you grind. But yeah, I've gotten used to it. Uh, I've beat a few more bosses this week. I beat a worm, which I never knew worm. Maybe it's just this game, but worm refers to a dragon that can't fly. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. like W I or W Y R. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know for whatever reason, I never knew that was a thing. And he was hard. He shot, he's breathes magma, not just fire. So the magma like stays on the ground and, he kind of surrounds it. it reminded it actually reminded me a lot of like a monster hunter battle when I fought him because he just it just felt like fighting a monster hunter boss because he'd like run away and hide within like the small area I was fighting. You know, he didn't like go to a completely new part of the map, but he would run away and kind of try to get away from me when he was getting low on energy. And yeah, just stuff like that. It just felt very much like a monster hunter boss. And I'm starting to feel a little more similarities between these two games the more I play. Just like every everything's got a little monster hunter in it, it seems. 
Yeah, that's what I, from what I saw of, like, uh, I watched, like, Dunkey's videos about Elden Ring, but the way, like, you know, you can get one-shotted in Monster Hunter also. Like, that's kind of why I stopped mm-hmm. playing, is that the monsters got too got too difficult, and the, peop- and the random people that they would, you know, set me up with would also get killed, so... I mean, it's. I, I saw a lot of the same thing where it like stuns you and then you get knocked right out, and that's that. The more I hear about like how Iceborne was on Monster Hunter World, the more I'm like kind of cool with the fact I haven't gone back to play it because basically the new armor, whatever the first set of armor you get, is probably going to be better than any kind of armor you could have possibly had already. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. I beat another boss. I beat a. Uh, well, no, I didn't beat him. I got to another boss, and it's actually one of the demigods. So I get there's this whole story that I'm kind of sort of putting together from the the lore you find around the the map. But essentially, there you know this is a post-apocalyptic kind of place. Um, there's this massive cataclysmic event called the Shattering that happened at some point, and when that happened, there was like this p- whole part of the land got infected with the Scarlet Rot. So there's like a whole continent called Kalid where the the land itself is infected. So everything's got like this rotting, putrid nature to it. It's pretty cool. Um, and then all the animals and stuff that are inflicted with it get these weird, like barnacle-looking scales all over their body. Um, and then they all have the power to give you scarlet rot, which is a bleeding status effect, which kills you really fast. Like if you get scarlet rot, you're done for. Like you're gonna die within probably 15 seconds, unless you have some court, some sort of healing item, which I haven't figured that out yet. But um, this guy, this demigod I'm fighting, I can't remember his name, but he's huge. He's like probably the size of like a, a large building and you're in, it's almost like a shadow of the Colossus feeling in this that regard. He's like really far away on the map, but he's shooting these things at you that'll kill you. Once again, one shot you. If you don't dodge him, you have to fight him on horseback. Otherwise, you're just not fast enough. And then on top of that, there's all these like dead bodies all over the battlefield that you can go up to and revive. And they come back alive and then they help you fight. So you can get basically an army together to f- help you fight this boss. And he's still just flattened me in no time. It's really hard to last more than like a minute or two because he hits so hard and he's always aggro against me specifically. I haven't been able to get his focus off of me. Um, and that's another thing I've learned with the boss fights in this. Like you have these familiars and I've started just using my familiars to like take the heat off of me. That way I could run up behind them and get some shots. And yeah, I mean, I ran into a singing like a singing boss that was creepy because they're kind of just hanging out and they kind of it kind of reminds me of like the halo theme i think donkey mentioned that in yeah. his video but <laughs> somebody yeah it's literally just that. like singing this very operatic very like mournful sounding song like a, a mournful hymn i would say and it's really creepy and they're just kind of sitting there singing and then you run up and it's like this humanoid bat thing that is trying to bite your head off you know and uh, you As kill it, do. and then it, but it does regenerate. So there's this part where I just kept fighting that worm over and over again. It just kept defeating me. And then whenever I'd regenerate, um, that boss would be alive again singing. So there's quite a while there where I had to keep hearing that song, and I was kind of getting sick of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, think about like the opening of a uh, Circle of the Moon. Very similar kind of kind of sound to that singing. But supposedly I've passed a hundred hours. I think a lot of that was AFK. That's another thing I've learned about my PC is that I'll just walk away from it a lot of times and for, even forget that I was playing and then I'll come back and I think it'll I think a lot of those hours <laughs> just be walking away from the game. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. I barely scratch the surface. Supposedly I haven't even seen half of the map yet. So there's like a whole other world map that I haven't even discovered yet, I guess. So yep. Every week I'll have more to say about this game, but I think that's 
a good place to stop for now. So, so uh, segue. So you're not really that upset about uh, Breath of the Wild not coming out this year, or uh, how do you feel about you know Breath of the Wild? I I'm one of those people year. that kind of got a yeah feeling relief over it. Not yeah. to say I won't like I, I probably will be done playing this by November or whenever it would have released, but it does kind of feel nice to have something huge and epic to look forward to next year instead of having to like cram it all in a one year. Yeah. Well, for for yeah. for anybody who didn't see it, yeah, uh, was it E.G. Aonuma? put out a video saying that breath of the wild 2 is not coming out but they did show like a little bit of a uh, extra footage in there like tiny extra footage with like uh with some cool stuff with a with the master sword but it's kind of like destroyed on the end i mm-hmm. saw some funny things on twitter being like well you know for anybody who hated the weapons falling apart well here now the master sword falls apart too and here it is but <laughs> you know stuff like that but i kind of like like the there, there was like some rumors going around of somebody saying that like the name was going to be called like Breath of Duality or whatever, and you see like Link with the two sides, so it kind of like gives some sort of uh, props to maybe that being a thing, you know, where like he has like the tattoos on one side and also like the sword being like half dead and and all this stuff, and yeah, I was I was kind of I was kind of bummed, but also not ex- not surprised at all. But also, there's a ton of other stuff that's coming out this year, so I'm fine with it. You know, like, don't forget about Splatoon 3 and, uh, for me, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which is its own, like, 200-hour monster. So maybe I can actually get through Xenoblade 3 when it comes out now that there's no yeah, Zelda. I wasn't surprised um, that it got delayed, and I'm not upset because maybe I will actually beat Breath of the Wild 1 before it comes out. Oh, you haven't maybe. beat it? <laughs> <laughs> no so what happened was like i got a launch day and i played it like a lot and then splatoon came out splatoon 2 came out and yeah. i just stopped playing because i was a competitive splatoon player so like i was putting all my time into like grinding that and getting like gear and everything and playing tournaments and stuff so i just dropped it and then um this past fall i finally picked it up again and started a whole brand new playthrough so i'm like 120 hours into that playthrough and i still have only done two divine bees because i'm doing everything else yeah so, i mean that's what's so. what was great about that it was kind of like what elden ring was as well because mm-hmm. elden ring was obviously i mean everything was influenced by breath of the wild after yeah. that i feel like I mean, even like Shin Megami Tensei Five that I was talking about is totally Breath of the Wild. Also, like they do where everything's open and you can just go wherever, and they have the little Kokiri guys, except they're called Min Men and that, and you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, but I also just tend to not finish Zelda games. I've played almost all the Zelda games, but I've probably only finished like five of them, <laughs> um, and it took me nine years to finish Twilight Princess. So wow. I was actually talking about this earlier today because I got stuck at one part when it first came out. I got stuck at one part in Twilight Princess and I tried for hours and just couldn't do it. So I put the game down and then nine years later, I picked it up and uh, beat that part first try. <laughs> I yeah. was like, okay. Your <laughs> and skills then I improved. finished the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Were you playing it on Wii? Yeah. Twilight Princess. But yeah. So yeah. the fact that I haven't finished Breath of the Wild yet is no surprise to me. Well, John hasn't finished Breath of the Wild yet, so... I know, he hasn't. He needs to get, needs to get on that. Um, I mean, I, I never finished it on Switch. I finished it on mm-hmm. Wii U, because I played it on there. But yeah, I thought about playing it again, just because it's five years old now, and you know, mm-hmm. going back to it, but I just haven't. I also thought about going back to Monster Hunter, just because that, that's a year old as well. But I found out that the Sunbreak, you actually have to get to a point in, anim- in uh, 
Monster Hunter before you can play Sunbreak. Oh. So I want to make sure that I'm at that point. And Sunbreak is pretty much a whole new game with a whole new town mm. and a whole new everything. So basically whatever army you have in Monster Hunter Resets, Rise becomes yeah. obsolete once you start playing yep. Sunbreak. So I don't know. I really want to play it, but I want to make sure I'm to that point because I don't want to like buy it and not be able to play it so that's that's a side note but yeah i mean the yeah the zelda thing is i really especially like after we talked about it especially after the pokemon scarlet violet was announced even though they're not like you know you know pokemon company and like game freak is like separate than nintendo and all that we still kind of thought that maybe they wouldn't like have two big games in the same year and uh whatever they're doing with breath of the wild two, whatever it's called it's obviously taking a long time. So it's going to be like, what, six years since uh, Breath of the Wild 1? And people are like, oh, this is the yep. largest amount of time between any, you know, 3D, Zelda, whatever. But this, I mean, Breath of the Wild was like the biggest 3D Zelda. So I understand if they're trying to make it bigger or trying to make it like a substantial improvement, it's going to take a long ass time. You know, if they're trying to make this like big, big thing and try to, you know, like uh, test it and all that stuff, it's going to take forever. Plus, you mentioned... Yeah. Uh, I think you mentioned, Jeremy, that uh, the possibility of it being like a Segway game, which, of course, now that it's delayed again, people are that conversation is coming up again, like in the Internet of of Breath of the Wild 2 being the Segway game to to like switch to or whatever the next system is. And maybe that's partially why they're. I mean, it seems more likely for sure. Well, because also there's like, you know, you know, Mario Kart 8 is going to be updated through the end of 2023. So maybe like they're poising that for if there is a Mario Kart 9 ever, which. I find it hard to believe because Mario Kart 8 never, ne- ne- never dies. Yeah, <laughs> Mario Kart Tour was Mario Kart 9. No, it wasn't. It was a dumb phone game. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it does kind of make it poised for possible launch on 2023. And I think like the years that have lined up between like the Switch and the Switch Lite and the Switch OLED, it, that would have been like the time, I guess, where they would do another version of it would be would be 2023. So I don't know. The chip shortage is real. Yeah, the chip shortage is there also. But uh. I liked what I saw, like the couple seconds of the of the new Breath of the Wild stuff. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Uh, I saw somebody pointed it out on Twitter, like the uh, there's like an insignia on a Link's hand, like if you kind of close up on it, which kind of looks like the, the like Japanese lettering that you see on uh, on a Shulk's the Monado. So <laughs> I don't I don't think that has anything to do with that, but it but it reminds you of that. And I was like, "Oh, I wonder if it's some sort of thing where you can change things." I don't know. I'm still excited for it. I'm I'm kind of bummed that it's not coming out, but of course, you know. If it's going to get delayed, it'll be better in the long run. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. We'll, we'll see if it actually comes out in spring don't, of You don't want them to fuck up a Zelda game because yeah. you have to wait a long time for those. So I'll wait a long, little longer to for it to be more of a high-quality experience. Also, yeah. trying to be more, at least uh, somewhat aware of the fact that game developers are people too. So Yeah, no no uh, crunch time, hopefully, mm-hmm. over there, over there, so... Yeah, and I'd rather have like a delayed game than I, I'm not one of those people who likes like updates no. ongoing. Like I hated the Animal Crossing updates. It was like just delay it six months and give me the full game. Yeah, it's so, annoying. So I'm like just I'm okay with delays if I get a full game upon release. Well, speaking of Animal Crossing and Splatoon, like Splatoon One was like horrible about that. You remember that on the Wii U where they you got like half the game like they're all like oh yeah the stuff we showed you is not going to be here for a while 
Yeah, Splatoon 2 was like that too. We didn't get like, like we have like something like almost double the maps that we had upon release and Mm -hmm. so many more weapons. So I kind of like that actually with something for Splatoon, like Splatoon, where it's like has all this online stuff to it. It kept me coming back because they would add new weapons and stuff like almost every week. So I'd want to come back and try it. And then I kept kept playing. (laughs) It was awful for competitive, especially since like some people's like main weapons from Splatoon 1 weren't added into the game for like a good six plus months oh um, yeah so, so you, you gotta relearn yeah. something else yeah yeah that sucks are you i mean i'm sure you're super excited about three right like that's still gonna come out this year hopefully like they keep saying summer yeah i'm not i guess i'm excited i don't know i'm not like it's not like at the forefront of my mind because i don't really play splatoon anymore um because i discovered that i can't really play it casually i just can't i my entire time playing Splatoon was competitive. So when I quit competitive, like I'm like, I can't play, I can't play it casually. And just like, so I just stopped playing aside from once in a while with my other competitive friends who stopped playing competitively. (laughs) But so I don't play it that much. I'm excited for Splatoon three. So maybe I can like start over and play it casually and like discovering the new, um, the new specials and mechanics and stuff. But um it's one of those like i'm like oh yeah that's coming out this year all right and um but i don't like think of it too much (laughs) so i'm kind of out of the game yeah well i mean they haven't they haven't shown a whole lot yet Mm -hmm. like they just they showed like the um they they just showed like the whatever the the salmon run. Did you ever do any salmon mm-hmm. run stuff or anything like that, or was it just mostly competitive? I did some, um, mostly because you could get like good um, bonuses from it, but I didn't particularly enjoy it. <laughs> um, and I would only do it like with friends, and especially if like we had a full party. Um, I don't, I did not like it doing doing it with randoms, so. Um, Definitely not something I did a whole lot of. Did did you play the single player either in there? I did. Okay. Yeah. And I have Octo Expansion. And I played that. Did you make it? You probably played all the way through Octo Expansion, right? Because you're good at the game. I, 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 couldn't, get, I couldn't get very far. <laughs> I didn't do all the levels, but I did enough to unlock the Octoling. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. I was upset because I the stuff in there was too hard for me, and I couldn't get very far in it because I really liked I, the single player. I found player. it fun. I found it fun. I just like I unlocked the octoling and beat like beat the main story, and then I was like, I'll go back and do the rest later, and then I never did. But I I found it to be really fun. I found it to be a fun challenge. I mean, you still do you still think the the year will still be a good one for twenty twenty two? without the presence of Zelda. Yeah, I think Zelda was just breath of whatever. Potentially stuffing too much into this year. Yeah. We don't need another 2017. I mean, 2017 was great, but yeah, I I I'd, I'd like more time with the stuff I already have, a chance to catch up on new releases or I mean old releases I haven't played yet. Now I like my PC a little more, so I've got that too. Mm-hmm. I have been playing so much on my PC, which is not typical for me, but I've been playing a lot of elder scrolls online so like that's what i've been playing lately um and just like i'm not used to sitting at my computer like i have a ton of pc games but i used to only like sit at my computer when i was streaming um so i'm like or playing the sims that's the only other game i play on my pc but like now i'm like at my computer like all the time 
playing Elder Scrolls. So. Yeah, ever since I bought this 8-bit Doe controller, I just it's best, changed it. Best it's another console now. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I still prefer to play with a controller. I'm, I'm that kind of a PC gamer, but still. It's better. Steam has a lot of stuff. Like, I, I, yeah, I also have probably 50 to 70 games on Steam that I just barely touched. The sealed. That I've gotten over the years, yeah. <laughs> the the bundles old, and stuff. The old sealed folder. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole app of that. Speaking of sealed folders, we did actually get a we did actually get a comment on our last week's episode when I said that PlayStation Four doesn't have folders. Apparently they do, but I don't know because I don't really play mine. <laughs> so apparently they've yeah, been there for years. So I, I have played a grand total of one game on my PS4. I, I beat like. I think I beat two, but they were like not long. Like I like I beat the Star Wars Squadrons game, and I beat like Injustice Two, which is a fighting game. Like I beat the story mode on that. Cause, but I because during the pandemic when I had more time, I was like, I need to beat a PlayStation Four game because I don't play any of these games. And I, and I did that. But it's like, yeah, my time on that is it's pretty much a Blu Ray player right now. Like I don't really, and I don't even really do that very often either. Yeah, streaming. So I have a PS4 in my room. My roommate has a PS4 in his room, and we have a PS4 Pro in the living room. So like wow. neither of us actually play our PS4s <laughs> in our bedrooms, and we only use the one in the living room for DVDs. <laughs> it's yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, I used it. I, I used it to play to play discs. Off. It was the last time I used it. I think was to to watch Storm of the Century when it was snowing. Was the last thing I did with my mm-hmm. PS4, which was which was some months ago. So that's why I'm not uh yeah, that's why I'm not not no, any rush to Ninten- get a PS5. This is why it's a Nintendo podcast and not a PlayStation podcast. Exactly. Although that's, that's a big part did, of it too. I got into playing like some games, like okay, Fall Guys. That was PlayStation 4, so I was mm-hmm. playing it for a little while there. And then uh, when Dreams came out, I really liked Dreams. I was playing that a lot. But then I yeah, I also fell off of that. So. Yeah. Mostly, I've just fallen off everything I've played on PS4, except for Red Dead Two. It's the only game I've actually finished. Oh, besides, well, I beat Journey as well, but I don't think that counts because that was on you PS3. Be like game. One setting, one setting, I think, too. Right? It's not. It's not yeah. very long. Also, I mean, Elden Ring is on PS4. I don't know how well, exactly. I don't know how so well I think it runs, maybe so. if it ever gets down to like twenty bucks, which it will eventually, I might buy it on the PS4 just to have it on a console. But I'm glad to have it on PC because it future proofs it. I mean that's what that's what I was saying when it came out is I'll wait till it's twenty bucks I'll buy it on PS4 play it for a couple hours and that'll be that because that's about my experience with most PS4 games I wait I wait till it's on sale I'll play it for a couple hours and never finish it mm-hmm. so but but it's a also it's because of this the curse of this podcast where I try to play stuff that's mostly Nintendo related plus I like my Switch I bought a OLED so you know I like the mm-hmm. I like playing stuff on there it's a lot it's so much easier than playing on anything else like you know John bought us a copy of hitman one for ps4 and i haven't played it yet because i know that it's going to be a nightmare to to lead delete all the stuff and re-download it and all that because of the small hd you know hard drive space on the ps4 and and how long it takes to like to like uh install games and it's just a uh it's just not a quick thing like you can't just like pop something in and just go for it you know there's there's this whole you got to dedicate yourself to it it's a Mm to-do as as they would say but yeah. Is there anything else you want to say, like news wise or anything like that before we go, Jeremy, that you want to mention? I don't, I don't think aside Not from really. Zelda, I think that was really that was really the big one for me. Nope. So we can just this is like this is me our shortest episode ever. It is a pretty short episode. And yeah, I guess for some context, I'm trying to possibly go to Brazil in May and I'm trying to figure that out. I don't think it's going to happen. It's like a maybe a 15 percent chance it will happen. But just wrapping up the passport process so that I'll at least have that for the future. 
You should still get a passport, though, just to have one. I want to go to Mexico and Canada and stuff like that, too. You never know when you're just going to get an opportunity to flee Mm -hmm. the country. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Especially, yeah, I mean, especially for me, like, I was on, I was just working on a shoot last week, and I was talking about my, you know, my stint in Abu Dhabi last year and all that, and one guy was like, oh, did they get you a, did they get you a passport to go there? And I was like, no, I already had one. Like, you got to, I was like... You know, get yourself a passport now because you don't know when there's mm-hmm. going to be a job out of the country and you need to have one. Like there was one of our crew mm-hmm. members that almost didn't make it because he didn't have one and was like mm-hmm. trying to get one. And, and I, like I said, it, it can be it can take a lot longer than you think. And mm-hmm. we shot we shot the movie for like five weeks before we left. Yeah. So so he was able to get it. But he, it was like on the it was like barely it was like on the minute, like mm-hmm. right before we left. So so there you go. But I, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Fuchsia, do you want to tell yeah, everybody to at home Fuchsia. where to where to find you and the stream and all that stuff? Um, I'm on Twitch at Fuchsia Rascal. Um, so like I said, I don't have a stream schedule, but I'm streaming a couple times a week uh, in the late afternoon, evening ish. Um, and everywhere else. Um, Twitter, YouTube, um, Instagram is all Lunar Libraries. Um, that's my witchy handle for all my other content. Mm. So um, that's that's where you can find me. Nice. Um, and you can like go to my Twitch and it'll have links to everything. Cool. And uh, yeah, if you want to catch us uh, whenever I stream, which uh, I did, I did a couple, but There'll be another one whenever I get done from this trip, I'm sure. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. If you want to support the show, most importantly, uh, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. We have a whole bunch of bonus episodes on there that you can hear for $1. We just did one on racing games that weren't Mario Kart that we wanted to be on the Switch. And, of course, the the monthly wrap-up will be on there where I take all the music that I use in between. The, all the stuff for all the shows on there. It might be a little bit late this this week just because I'm going to be out of town. So it'll, I'll post it whenever I get back. So it won't be on the first like it normally is for any $5 members. Sorry about that. I just, I'll just i be out of town and I won't be able to, to do it. But I'll try to post it on the 6th. So it'll be just a couple days late on that note. But uh, on, as far as Twitter goes, uh, Jeremy and I are on there at Nintendo underscore domain and at jmaxstack. You can find uh, my 30-second posts from switch or whatever if i get a new game at some point i'll put stuff up there but yeah oh yeah and also uh, our other show how is it now we finally did a new episode we did a commentary on the oscars so if you want to know curious if you did yeah. if you want to know whether will smith actually hit chris rock or not there's probably about two minutes in there of us trying to figure that out <laughs> still trying to figure that out during the thing i i think it was a as they call it in wrestling i think it was a work i think that it was somewhat too. planned and they because the I say it on the show, but Oscars have been trying for a very long time to get ratings, and maybe they maybe they put because supposedly that was written into the jokes, like whatever he said. So maybe they were maybe that was supposed to like they're trying to get a reaction out of it. I don't know the way the way Chris Rock said it was kind of weird because he says it and he's like, oh, "Okay, well that was fine," but then he comes up and hits him. So it was like almost he like expected something to come. I don't know. And they showed him behind the scenes, like in the commercials, he was looking real nervous, like Chris Rock was before he was going up there. I don't know. I've, I kind of felt like a little bit of a... Plus, I've seen a lot of wrestling. You can totally, like, slap somebody in the face, and it's fine. They do that all the time, like, full hitting you in the face like that. It's not that The form that he had when he hit him, and then the way he walked away. And also, they're like both... Theater. It, yeah, they, well, there's... Yeah, well, that's what that's what Jess was saying, too. Like, being a person that's worked in the theater for years, uh, they were like, yeah, that's... 
I've seen that a million times. That was fake. He's flexing his drama chops on the world stage of the Oscars. There's like a freeze frame, like Radford hits him, and like Will Smith is like smiling like so much, like he looks like a kid smiling, and Chris Rock kind of looks like he's smiling too. Like if you if you see the one like right after they right after he hits him, so I'm kind of like I don't know, but yeah, I follow a lot of wrestlers, and most of the wrestlers were all like, oh yeah, no, that's that's planned. We know that. We do it all the time, <laughs> you know. That's a, and they showed videos of people getting slapped the same way on AEW and all that stuff. And whatever, but yeah, if you want to hear us comment on on the Oscars, I put it on this show, on this feed, and I also put it on the How's It Now feed, so I can finally put something on there for however long, so people will stop just downloading our misery episode, which is the last one that we did. But and we're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. And our special guest, Tisha Rascal. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. to see doug and i'm sad that terry is not marriageable so hmm. <laughs> on terry no terriage <laughs>